This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Marrying a ghost. The first stabbing in Antarctica. Celebrity potpourri, Mr. Vern Gosden. And we talked to billionaire, the first billionaire we've ever had on the show, Mark Cuban. All that and lots of tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man. Freaking Dave. Maybe cough. Don't rock and roll it, man. Yeah, right. You're not a rock and roller. The days of the screaming, the Roger yeah. Daltrey screams are way over. No. Uh, welcome to another episode of Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. And we both kind of uh, have a little tickle in our throat. Yeah, you know. a little tickle. Uh, but excitement, huge excitement awaits. Yeah. Uh, later on in this podcast, we'll be talking to the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Billionaire Mark Cuban, philanthropist. The president of Sharknado 3. (laughs) An acclaimed actor. Yes. Right? Uh, And a really um, good guy. Yes. We appreciate very much him jumping on with us. Yeah. He's one of our billionaire friends. Yeah. Absolutely. That that lumps in the same category as the San Diego chicken. I think those are the only two billionaires that we probably have. Yeah. You think the San Diego chicken is a billionaire? (laughs) I don't uh, think so. Billions of laughs. Wait, are you saying Carmen Fanzone's not a billionaire? No. No. but all we appreciate, even if even if you're not a billionaire, you can hop on. Our That's show. right. Everyone's welcome. So I had a couple of experiences over this last week that on the heels of the Dunkin' Donuts getting the senior yeah. discount right. without even asking for more. Uh, no, that's no. I've had two two other retail outlets that I've had issues with, okay. but now it has nothing to do with senior. Um, first one is at Chipotle. Okay. okay. Did you ever notice that Chipotle, where the glass door is? There's always panels of glass all yeah. around the door. Yeah. That kind of makes it look like other doors. Somebody walked into a door. Somebody yeah. meaning I, so <laughs> I finished my meal, very good burrito. And I get up and I walk out of the Chipotle and I misjudged a panel glass for the door. Yeah. And I, f- I flopped right into it. Uh, can you see the red mark still no, here on my forehead? I okay. But. It's there. Your yeah. eyes aren't very good. And I left a mark on the glass. I mean, I was going full gate to get out of there. And I pushed like the sill to get out. And my head goes straight into the. This is Chipotle. why you get the senior discount. Yeah, right. Exactly. You would think Chipotle after they saw that would have given me a buck and a half uh, for my meal. Okay. S- second one happened at Kyle. So I, I think, first of all, I think Chipotle is just happy that this is a story that does not involve salmon. <laughs> Botulism. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right. Um, yeah. The stock is not going to go down. Right. 2% after exactly. the story. Second one is a Costco. Now, I know you're not a Costco guy. Right? I'm not. I'm not uh, a Costco guy. Well, you're familiar with the Costco sample cavalcade yes, that they sure, have on the course. weekends. So on Sunday, I go there to pick up our Halloween candy. And again, yeah. we get the crappy ones. Yeah. You know, the crappy what Costco. Did you, what did you hand out? Um, it was whatever the hard... I mean, it was the Costco big... They had a couple of M&Ms in there and whatever, okay. but generally hard... Yeah, crappy candy. like the worst possible yeah, candy. Yeah, it's yeah. At least not. it wasn't Butterfingers. Oh, I love Butterfingers. Oh, oh my God. Butterfingers are the worst. We yeah. handed out Kit Kats. Well, now, see, that's a that's a good yeah. pull. It right is. There. Um, so I go to Costco. And mm-hmm. while I'm there, there's all these samples, right? So I kind of did the circuit. Yeah. You know, I had the little cheese pie. A little meatball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Meatball, a cheese pie, a little yeah. egg roll here, uh-huh. a drink of kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I noticed there is a, um, there's a little lady 
Yeah. Older, uh-huh. I'd say. About your age. Yeah. Uh, she, I think she gets the senior discounts all the time. Okay. All right? But I could tell that she was kind of going the same circuit as I was, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. So we were... Kind of button heads. She was a little bit of a competitor. I call that yeah. a sample competitor in the game. Okay, so she was like, uh, like I got to walk faster because that bastard's <laughs> going to get the meatball before right. me. That old yeah. guy. Yeah. So she, and, and again, she was, I butted heads with her like at every goddamn sample yeah. um, uh-huh. kiosk. So they had uh, lots of matzah. <laughs> okay. Lots of matzah. And you would, it's pizza. Now it's not pizza made on matzah. It's not unleavened bread pizza. Although when we talk to Mark Cuban, that could be something that we yes. pitch to him. Oh, you start know, writing down your him. ideas now. Um, so it was pizza, lots of matzo. All right. And I just missed the first one going out or the, you know, they, they, they get, they get scarfed up pretty quick. Yeah. As you can imagine, they put the next one out. Okay. And this little Asian, I don't know. Did I just say Asian? Well, she wasn't Asian. Yeah. I don't okay. She gets in there. She, there's, there's two women in front of me. There's this one and another one. The yeah. first one takes three samples. Okay. Because she had two little kids with her. Okay. Okay. But uh, but that's still kind of... You know, uh, isn't that a faux pas? Yeah. I don't know. But the next one, guess how many she took? The the little old lady? Yeah. Six. Okay. She took... Yeah. And that okay. was... Yeah. Homie, don't play that oh, game. Oh, did you kneecap her? <laughs> no. And I, and I go... No, I'm, and I, I look at her, I go, six, really? And she looks at me and she goes, yeah, what are you going to do about it? Wow. Yeah, and then guess what I did? Punched her? Nothing. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, I slunk away like a little like a little baby. So, but there is this Costco. I mean, I felt humiliated. That wow. Total, uh, wow. A little Asian It's not related lady. to anything. Yeah. I'm just saying that, yeah. that the whole Costco sample thing did not sit well with me. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, I, th- I think we've learned something about your character. Um, it's time now. For some minutia, though, because that's the name of the show, and it's uh, what we promise to deliver, and we even have audio. This week's minutia with Rick and Dave. This comes out of London, well, England. Dateline. Dateline. It's somewhere in It's actually West Country, England. Are you sure it's not Australia? Oh, maybe it is. I think it's Australia. Oh, you're right. It is Australia. I'm sorry. Um, woman who has had sex with 15 ghosts is finally settling down with a poltergeist. And poltergeist <laughs> is not the name of a guy that's an actual ghost. Okay, <laughs> See, the, uh, clearly this is Australia. <laughs> right. A West Country woman who hit the headlines when she was revealed that she had cheated on her fiancé by having sex with a ghost. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I don't know. It may not be actually ouch whatsoever. It could actually be quite easy, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. And she went on to say that she's had 15 ghost lovers in her past. So she's kind of a slut. Well, yeah. Casper is a friendly ghost. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Guess what her name is? Uh, ghosty McStuffin Pants? Uh, Amethyst Realm. Okay. Yeah. So you, so her parents basically wanted her to be right. a ghost fucker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I wrong? Edgy. <laughs> yeah, baby. We're on the edge. Ooh, is that Beetlejuice on the sheet? <laughs> yes. Right. So she is settling down. She's getting married to this ghost. And she's going to send out invitations and she's going yeah. to, um, they are going to get. And, and what does the ghost look like? Is it like Patrick Swayze? They all look like Patrick right. Swayze. Um, she doesn't know, obviously, what she looks like. And he, when he proposed, actually, he proposed to her and he didn't get on one knee because he doesn't have any <laughs> knees. Uh, they had sex, supposedly, on a flight from Australia to England. Yeah. In the loo. 
So you knew it was. Really? That's what threw me off. It says Lou in the article. So yeah. I figured, do they say Lou in yeah, Australia? Yeah, I think, I think okay. all the English-speaking countries except this one. So she... Well, mile high club. So, but how how soon will it be that she's just going to be as annoyed with this ghost as she as any woman would be with a husband, anyways, right? <laughs> and she you walks know. around the house going, "Who am I going to call? <laughs> I'm going to call Ghostbusters." But you're leaving your ectoplasm <laughs> on the floor again. Can you clean this up? We are not going to that cornfield in Iowa. I'll tell you that right now. Right. Ooh, Halloween, a big day for you. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's a woman, Amethyst, Amethyst Realm, and she's getting married to... What do you get them? Where do they register? That's a good question. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. That's, uh, that's, our, uh, that's our ghost fucker story. <laughs> um, I'd like to tell you a story about something that happened in Antarctica. A scientist is accused of attempted murder in Antarctica. He stabbed his colleague. Mm-hmm. Because he was fed up with the man telling him the endings of books. <laughs> it has been claimed. This is a true story. Science. You know what? That would piss me off, actually. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Right. It's one thing to, to tell the end of movies, you know, because that's really like an hour or two of your time. Yeah, right. A book but is like, like if you, 29 hours or it whatever. It takes me a week to read yeah, a book. Right, right. If I'm like on my fourth day and someone comes in and goes, the butler did it. Uh, yeah. Get over here. <laughs> Ishmael. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, is, you know, the guy did it once. And the guy probably said, hey, I'd appreciate it if you didn't yeah. do that. And he kept on doing it well, and doing it and I'm doing sure it. I'm sure that's true. Uh, Sergei Savitsky, 55, our age, mm-hmm. became enraged and stabbed Oleg <laughs> Bologzuvov with a kitchen knife. It's believed to be the first time a man has been charged with attempted murder in Antarctica. So it's a first. Uh, um, Russian investigators are probing the version of events in which both men became avid readers to pass the lonely hours. There's nothing to do. Yeah, there. right. Um, so they had piles of books, and you know, one would read a book. Sure, they had the Balding Handbook. Father I'm, knows I'm nothing. sure the yeah. whole Eckhart's Press collection <laughs> was there. Uh, but Savisky would become enraged because he kept telling... Uh, Bologzov kept telling him the ending of the books before he read them. The wounded man was uh, sent to Chile with a knife injury to his chest. But uh, so everyone survived. Uh, A couple things. First of all, this is the first attempted murder ever in Antarctica. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, how many people have ever been in Antarctica? Well, you'd think that there is. Uh, You know, I don't think anyone even lives there. So like these like researchers come in. Uh, I guess they're a nice lot. They're a nice lot and they don't really kill people. All right. Yeah. Uh, You know, but you know, these guys are apparently uh, hot blooded. Um, And so, you know, reading books was probably a good way to calm them down because clearly they have temper. But I had a roommate in college. Remember uh, Ron? Ron? Yeah. Yeah. Who threw a knife at me? The guy who threw a knife at you. Yes. Uh, He would do the same thing about movies. Yeah. And he would he would literally he'd come in and uh, you'd be watching a movie. He'd go, "Hey, Rosebud's a sled." <laughs> what <laughs> the sled? It's Rosebud's. <laughs> We're watching the movie. You know what? Yeah. I do that with porn. Hey, you know what? <laughs> she screws the midget at the end. Oh, come on! Hey, something's gonna happen with this pizza guy. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> but uh, there were there were two times that I remember uh, Ron doing that, and and people were enraged. Another time, we were watching The Empire Strikes Back, yeah. and uh, one of my other roommates had not seen it. Remember Scub? Oh yeah, of course. He had not seen it, and uh, Ron walks in and goes, uh, "Hey, Darth Vader's looks dead." <laughs> Oh, oh, that's a biggie. Oh my that, God, that, that's, that's a biggie. That's a biggie. 
Oh, just uh, it was a it was a free for all. Uh, it's like Rocky won. Rocky loses. <laughs> Norman's mother has been dead for years. <laughs> oh, anyway, so that's that's that was Scub. I, I haven't talked to him in years. I haven't talked to Ron or Scub in many years. But uh, those were those were great college days. Uh, it's time for uh, another feature. We called this one. Celebrity potpourri. Well, the gonna... random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Uh, did I did I stomp on you there? You no, what I was going like to say you... is that this is going to be, this show is going to be chock full of celebrities. Oh, I know. I mean, we're going to have, yeah. we're going to have our celebrity potpourri and we're going to have celebrity guy come on mark yeah. cuban and well like, so let's so make this celebrity that you pick out of the costco jar a big one well i didn't uh, uh Vern gosden Vern gosden does anybody know who Vern gosden is yeah. country the, music fans will know who country Vern music is. he was a country music legend i believe he's in the uh songwriters hall of I fame i think he's still alive no no he's, he's not. dead right. I, I i saw the story when he died a few years ago yeah, it's a dead story. Yeah. yeah. So. so here's here's my Vern Gosden story. When when Farm Aid happened, the first year, one, the very yeah. first Farm Aid, 1985. I was working uh-huh. as a radio personality, and so was Dave. We were in Champaign, Illinois, and I got somehow got lucky enough to be the backstage anchor mm-hmm. of that broadcast. We had guys that were at the studio and guys of various different places, but I was in the backstage area, and and that's where all the rock stars, uh, the celebrities, they were all coming in. A Neil Young, a Willie Nelson. Yeah, I got to meet all those guys. Daryl Hall and Oates. They were all there, so that was a a huge deal for me. Um, But I kind of saw my role as as being wacky, wacky guy, wacky. That was my job. So uh, one time I called in to the show to say that I had a huge exclusive because we were breaking stories yeah, left sure. and right. Like sure. Eddie Van Halen played with Van Halen or uh, uh, Eddie Sammy Van Halen Hagar. played with Sammy Hagar right, for right, the right. first time at that show. And there were all kinds of, you know, rumors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Beatles are going to show yeah. up and, you know, all these things that John Lennon isn't dead. He's yeah. going to play. I said, boys, I got something for you right now. You ready Break for this? In. Break it in. Breaking news. I'm going to play something. This is the first time you're ever going to hear this artist live on on the air on WPGU. Here it is. It's Vern Gosden. <laughs> yeah. and, and I thought it was funny yeah, right, sure. because I was, you know, making fun of the fact that we had all these huge stars and this is all I could get was Vern Gosden. Well, <laughs> the Vern's people did not like that. Not only did Vern's people not like but that. People, people didn't like it. Yeah. We were in Champagne and it was country music. We Ooh. got, we got a hate letter. Mm. We got a hate letter about this, and and uh, Dave and I uh, read it on the air as uh, wacky as we are because we are wacky. Passive but in retrospect, yeah. and we were in retrospect, we were just being snotty kids. Yeah, of course. And uh, the person that got offended was right, well, of course. And I shouldn't have made fun of Vern Gosden. I'm sure he was uh, a perfectly a legendary nice man. man. Right. Uh, and so I, I would like to sincerely apologize to the Gosdens. Yeah, family. My uh, favorite, my favorite farm aid story there. Yeah. So I was at the airport when the stars were coming in. Right. You know, Champagne had kind of crappy little airport. Yeah. Right. So you know, there's like ten gates. You'd run to one, and there'd be a plane coming in, whatever. Yeah. And so Bob Dylan 
comes in, gets off the plane. And we're all, you know, scrambling to Bob Dylan. And and uh, I didn't ask this question, but I think it was somebody at our station did. So, uh, so, 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 Bob, uh, well, you know, you know wh- what do you think of champagne? And he literally just got off the plane. He's like, well, the airport's nice. <laughs> and they're like, okay, thanks. You know, college radio is awesome. Well, there is something to be said for uh, just stupid questions. And, and what it must be like for these guys to go around and answer the same questions over and over again. And I think that there's something refreshing about hearing questions that you're not used to being asked. Well, let's do that to Mark Cuban in a few seconds and see how he works, how he's going to think about it. Okay. Uh, We got him on the line right now. So I'll just play the audio and we'll roll right into it. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. Joining us now on the podcast, we're very excited. Uh, we have uh, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, uh, a billionaire, the first billionaire to appear on our show. Uh, we're San very, Diego Chicken may have been a billionaire as I don't well, think I don't. he's a billionaire, but uh, we are happy to have Mark Cuban on the show. Mark, how are you today? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. So, you know, we there's a, mi- a million reasons to have you on the show. We... Uh, are a fan of you know the work you've done in the NBA, and we know that you're a very successful businessman. We watch Shark Tank. You're a philanthropist. You're an actor. You've done all sorts of stuff. But here's the reason we're having you on. We okay. saw the article in the paper this week about you embarrassing your daughters uh, at school, and uh-huh. we just wanted to say kudos to you because <laughs> we're both uh, uh, parents of teenagers, and it's like fuel. Eye rolls and groans of our children is like fuel to make us happy throughout the day. So kudos. Yeah, is there a way? Is is there a way that we can um, somehow? monetize my daughter's eye rolls can you do anything can, can you figure that out because yeah, i got a ton I mean, of them buddy at low cost that's the whole point of memes right those internet memes are all about eye rolls right? yeah <laughs> that's ex- so you know for people that don't know so you drive your daughter to school blasting hip-hop right and generally it's right. the songs about you too right <laughs> well oh no two different things two different things right so my daughter like my wife isn't big into hip-hop i've always liked hip-hop so i'll let her put on on sirius xm what you know whatever she'll she'll go through the stations and until she hears a, a song she likes and then we'll listen and it's no big deal and i'll try to get her to talk and she won't want to talk and try to get her to tell me what's going on in her life and she won't talk and you know all right. dad i just want to hear this song and you know like all kids whether we were growing up or them now you know they know all the words to all the songs and uh, you know so i'm just smiling but we pull into this um half circle <laughs> with um when i drop her off and you know the cars kind of back up and you know if it's a nice day I, i'll you know she's ready to get out of the car i'll say i love you sweetie and <laughs> she'll give me she'll give me the hum, hum, hum. Yeah, right. <laughs> they and love like, being hugged too in public <laughs> oh yeah just you know and um i'm like okay if that's the way you want it bam you know it's just like just blast it you know and you know and if it's a song i know the words to then i'm singing along too and her friends are looking at me and looking at the oh car, man there's nothing you know? more embarrassing than dad singing along <laughs> oh man it's like 
Kiki, do you love me? <laughs> what I've been doing lately is when uh, my daughter Lila is 16 and when she introduces her, you know, when a friend comes over, I just start talking with the most over-the-top Cockney accent for no reason. <laughs> Hello, Glove. How you doing there, Governor? And she's like, ah. So that's where we can monetize those eye rolls right oh, there. I know, but if someone comes over, like, she's like, I'm like, bring your friends over here. Dad, no. <laughs> Dad, don't do it. Dad, I warned you. <laughs> right. It, yeah, it doesn't matter who you are or how famous you are. You're still embarrassing Dad, right? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, you're, you're just Dad to, to your kids, and you know, you you know, you have your Cockney accent, and you know, I'll just. Like one of my friends growing up used to just tell the stupidest jokes, you know, all the time. <laughs> and I would like tell the stupid jokes to my, my daughter's friends. It's like, hey, did I tell you I have a friend from Alaska? And she knows to say gnome. And I come back, and I come back with, of course I do. He's my friend. Get it? Gnome Alaska. Gnome. Yeah, that's dumb, awesome. Dumb I, yeah. jokes. I, I, I had one yesterday. I told him uh, to my uh, to my son. I said, "You know why demons and ghouls like to hang out uh, around Halloween?" No. No why? Because demons are a ghoul's best friend. Uh, and, oh, and my and my son is twenty. And he wanted to stab me. Like, what are you doing, Dad? You're killing me. We've given them the best years of our lives. Give us some. Give us, just throw us a bone here, right? Yeah, right. Just give us one giggle, right? One laugh, yeah. and, and oh my God, that's hysterical. So yesterday was Halloween. Did anybody right. come to your door dressed as Mark Cuban? Actually, I was in L.A. for a Mavs yeah. game, and oh. so, but my son went dressed as a, a Fortnite bush. Oh. I mean, literally, <laughs> my nine-year-old son got dressed up as a Fortnite bush, and he would just hide in front of the. Um, my wife was telling me hide in front of the door <laughs> until someone came to the door and pop out of the bush. That was by I mean, far the Fortnite thing was by far the big. The, uh, that was the, the big winner. Today. The big uh, costume winner this year. Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, Fortnite dominates my nine-year-old's life. It's Do you have a? You have a stake in that at all a stake in it yeah. honestly no i wish i did yeah, yeah i yeah, wish yeah. i did me uh, too um you know we give the crappy costco fun size bars i would imagine a mark cuban you guys are going the full the full bar route or uh no i'm, I'm embarrassed to say this that in my neighborhood there's so it, the houses are so big yeah it's like not worth it to try to trick-or-treat in my neighborhood gotcha because it's like it's like a 15 minute walk between houses and you'd end up with six pieces of candy so we take our kids to another neighborhood where our friends live and go trick-or-treat there <laughs> so i'm i'm a big fan of shark tank uh i think you that you guys do a great job with that show it's really intriguing it makes your business mind think um but I was wondering, you know, as a dad, when uh -huh. your kids want something, do you make them give you the 90-second pitch, you know, with... Uh, oh, like yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll give them... And I'll give them the... And for that reason, I'm out, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm real I'm real big on, you know, you have to earn it. You're just not going to give it, get it. And I'm not like that dad that just brings home stuff all the time. I'm like, okay. You know, you want this? Give me a reason. How are you going to earn it? What are you going to do? Yeah. Now, it doesn't work all the time because my wife will just roll her eyes. And right. Say, no, you're, you know, you're allowed to eat today. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we try. I, you know, I don't want them to, to be entitled. I want them to be responsible and be able to take care of themselves. And, 
you know, they know we're privileged and, and obviously we don't, we're not struggling like maybe I did or my parents sure. did, but, um, yeah, I, I really try to beat it home at times that no, you, you can't, you don't just get things. You have to earn them and you have to do something to get it. Well, you, it might be something as simple as reading a book, but you have to do something. You, you know, you sound like a really down to earth father and you know, as another dad, I appreciate that, mm. you know? Yeah, I do too. Um, Golden State Warriors, uh, uh-huh. last week they dropped 92 points on our beloved Bulls in like yep. six minutes. You know, or it's like, uh, do you think having such a dominant team is is good for basketball? I mean, it's like a video game almost, how good they can be. Um, yeah, this year they're really good. You know, it, it is good because they fill the house everywhere they go. Yeah. There's only a few players or teams that don't play to an empty seat and that, you know, that helps the league when you know there's a team that comes in and they're going to sell it out. So from that perspective, from a business perspective, it's a positive. But, the, you know, the good news is, you know, nobody plays forever. Father time's undefeated. Yeah, so true. things change. Yeah. You know, we went through it with the Mavs and Dirk, and they'll go through it with Steph and Clay and whoever else, Kevin. So it, it's just the reality of life. And, you know, every teams have their runs, and, and then things change. Yeah, yeah we, we had that in Chicago. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, or, you not know, maybe, since maybe Kevin Grant and, and Clay and Steph Curry would go play baseball. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> so you know, I've always thought uh, that being the owner of a team is kind of like being the dad. You know, you're especially someone like you who's there. You're in the clubhouse a lot. Uh, you know all the players so well. Uh, I know a dad can never pick a favorite child, but let's put it this way. If you were going out for the night and you, you and had the to, you're the missus and you need a babysitter <laughs> and you had to leave one of them in charge, who would be who would be that player? Oh, Dirk. Okay. okay. Close. The Dirk Germans. Is, Germans. They're, yeah, yeah, they're with, efficient. With, they're punctual. Sure. Yeah. Dirk was like 80 years old when he was 20 years old. Yeah. You know, he, he's just that guy that is always worried about stuff and always precise and disciplined and. Yeah, you know, he was that guy when he was first getting started. You wanted him to date your daughter. Boy, um, everybody needs somebody like that on the team. Yeah, everybody needs a German. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Most of the time, you need a German. Actually, <laughs> so you know, uh, D- David Stern is who you're you're talking to. This is uh, David. You know that he's not really. Yeah, there's no relation. You understand that? No, right? I know, I know, I know, oh, I know. Okay, because yeah. we're not going to find you. <laughs> right, right. No, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, last second of an NBA game, it, throughout history, which player? takes that shot oh i mean michael jordan yeah okay that's the right answer (laughs) you know i think lebron's the best player but i think michael jordan's a better finisher in the game than lebron yeah yeah he was like ice ice water um so you obviously didn't grow up a billionaire uh so when you've become one now that you are one what is the thing that has surprised you the most about your new life uh, that you didn't know was going to happen when you got all this money. Um, what surprise? Well, first dealing with friends was a lot harder than I thought. Not even friends, acquaintances. You know, my best friends were still are still my best friends, and it was never a big deal. Um, but it's the people you, like I just kind of ran around with every now and then. Yeah. That, you know, just wanted things, and so saying no to everybody and saying no to like distant relatives. Yeah. Um, you know, the cousin I hadn't seen in forever. Yeah. Um, you know, that that was the most challenging part in trying to and the people, the relatives that I, that were close to me that I knew were struggling, helping them out. Um, 
you know, and f- trying to figure out the best way to do it. You know, it's a good problem to have, but it was still a challenge. Yeah. Um, what happens? God forbid this does happen, but let's say you lose everything for whatever reason. What do you think will be the hardest thing to give up if it all went away? Other than oh, the just, money, obviously. I mean, yeah, just things with my kids, yeah. you know, um, you know, knowing that I have probably have access to the best of health care or things mm-hmm. like that, that, yeah. you know, I, I don't have to worry about paying. If somebody gets sick, I don't have to worry about paying those bills and, you know, what doctors are in my insurance network and stuff like that. That's probably, you yeah. know, it's, you know, no matter how much money you have, the reality is, you know, life is still half random and, and there's just certain things that you can't control. And all you can do is hope you have the resources to try to respond to them and, you know, prepare and deal with them. And, you know, so yeah, that, that, that would be the hardest part. And, you know, when the rent, when things go wrong, like one of my good high school buddies, um, his wife's uncle was killed in the synagogue shooting in Pittsburgh. Oh my God. Yeah. Just stuff like that. And, you know, my uncle, his best friends go to that synagogue and just decided not to go to services that morning. And so there's just, you know, just things like that, that make you recognize that it doesn't matter how much money you have. It, it, there's just certain things that can go wrong and, and you have no control. You know, uh, a lot of people compare you and you're not, maybe don't like this comparison, but a lot of people compare you to the president. Uh, you're, you're both <laughs> successful businessmen. You're both sports team owners. At one time, he owned the New, Z- New Jersey Generals. <laughs> yeah, for uh, three days. Yeah. Three days. Uh, you're yeah, you're on kidding. Shark Tank. He's terrified <laughs> of sharks. <laughs> yeah. Lots of similarities there. Yeah, you yeah, played the president in Sharknado. <laughs> yes, exactly. You were in Sharknado. So what exactly. would you say is the biggest difference between the two of you? I can add two and two and, and four. <laughs> yeah. He's not very bright, is he? Yeah, you know. Yeah. He has his moments, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, we we may be business people, but that's the only similarity. Uh, well, if it came to a uh, if you came to a vote, I'm on Team Cuban. I'm going to tell yeah. you that right now. <laughs> there, I'll take it. Appreciate it. So uh, you, we usually don't talk politics on the show. Uh, but Good. we we have reserved a couple of rooms for you February first through the third, twenty twenty, at the Cozy Rest Motel in Des Moines. Yeah, uh, if you know what that. we're saying. Yeah, no, I don't see that happening. You know, you know, talk, speaking of parenting, the definition of bad parenting is having three kids, nine, twelve, and fifteen, and running for president. Yeah, you know, you know what? It, That's a great point. You know, I just would not put my family through it. There's just no way. All no right. way, and th- and that's part of the problem. I mean, politics has gotten so nasty that you don't get the best candidates. You just get people who either don't care what they put their families through, or you know, aren't are just oblivious to what people are saying about them. And you know, if I was single, I would do it. I, I don't care what people say about me, but I do care what people say about my family. Yeah, and, and I never and it's relentless it. too. I mean, no matter what side of the aisle you on, it is a. It's it's god awful. Hey, we yeah, know you're busy. We know you're busy. A couple of quick business pitches, okay? Sure you enough. got us. You got a second? We're giving Very you ground. Quick. I got half a second. All right, we got it. Uh, all right, a couple things. We are the owners. Rick and I. Well, actually, we have a publishing company, but that's the, you know, forget about that. We um we have a uh, website. It's called thepotholestore.com. And basically, the bottom line is, is we don't think that there's a lot of people worthy of naming a star after somebody, but we think that there are a million people that we know that are worth 
um, naming a pothole after. So we have the so we have our website that you can go and register a pothole under somebody's name. We're going to give you five percent, sixteen million dollars if you want it right now. <laughs> it's worth a good sixteen hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to fill up those potholes with my money, okay? <laughs> hey, uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, it's my been pleasure, it's been guys. great talking to you. Uh, you seem like a, a great guy, and we wish you and the a very good dad. Best. And I think right bottom line, that's really all that's important when it comes right. That's now. all that matters, right? You know, when you're long gone, no one remembers you, and all you all you've left behind are your children. And so I agree with you guys. And your dad jokes. Yeah, you know? that's right. Don't forget the dad jokes. Now, that's what you need a website for. Just really yes. bad dad jokes. Great idea. All right. Yeah. Take it easy, Mark. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Have Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, Can you yeah. think of a cooler guy than that? Yeah. I don't think he's going to invest in the pothole store, <laughs> yeah, that's, but that's uh, that's I will fine. say that... I uh, wouldn't either. <laughs> I, I didn't want to, remember? <laughs> right. You did it on your own because I... made like 400 <laughs> bucks on it, so... <laughs> so, I, you know what? Screw him. You know, I'm going to show him. <laughs> well, thank you so much to Mark Cuban for being on the show, and thank you for listening to the show. If you want to find out more about Rick and Dave, you can find us at EckhartsPress.com. We're also at Chicago Author Solutions. Solutions.com. Uh, the show has been. Oh, if you if you'd like to email us, Minushman. Yeah, like you know, we got this uh, this uh, celebrity on the show. If there's somebody that you'd like to have on the show, mm-hmm. let us know. We'll we'll track them down. And if you're a celebrity, if you're a celebrity, which uh, I feel free. We're always uh, looking forward to talking to you. Uh, the our email address is minushmanpodcast at gmail.com. You can uh, talk to us via Twitter. Yep. Minutiaman. Dave is the controller of the Twitter. Uh, you can also talk to us at uh, uh, via f- uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. And our executive producer is Tony Lasano, mm-hmm. who is with Opi Productions. You can talk to him. You can talk to him. And he has a show called Lasano and Friends. Is back up and running. Uh, we also great. are distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Him. You can His talk to him. His phone number is. <laughs> His home address <laughs> is. Uh, but we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutia Men. <laughs> The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? If you like Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, you, you, can, you can not miss a moment of this show. Dave, how did they do that? Uh, you can go on iTunes. And you could subscribe. Uh, Minutia Men on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network is our link. Uh, you can go on Stitcher. Do it there. You can do it on Google Play if you're a Google guy. Uh, tune in. You can um, subscribe via that. And you can also go to the radiomisfits.com. That's our network website. And if you click our show, all of those options are going to come up on our page. And you can click whatever one works for you. It's and free. It, right. People get it automatically, instantly. A new episode is available. Poof, it's there on your phone or your computer or however you want to listen to us. It's no hassle. And it's the it's the Minutia Men podcast with Rick Kempfer and Dave Stern. Right. On the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, Rick. If you missed Lausano or Los. Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. 
Rokan. I'm Rokan. Do you like to talk about <laughs> politics? I actually don't. Politics, the problem is I'm, I have no problem discussing politics. I just don't like uh, discussing it from that left-right paradigm the way that, that talk radio does it. Right. You know, where most of the, either, you know, the hosts are either, you know, very far to the right or very far to the left. Right. You know, most of them are very far to the right. And I grew up in this business, so I know what the trick is. And this is before talk radio was actually a political force in the 1980s. Yeah. I would say that two-thirds of the conservative talk shows in America don't believe anything that they're saying. Yeah. They're doing it solely to agitate so they can get phone calls. Right. There's a couple of things that worry me about the future. I mean, I, this is, I'm getting to be an old man because it's like, I all of a sudden, you know, back in my day, we didn't have <laughs> Armenian girls having sex with black guys. <laughs> you know, <I'm> like, what? <laughs> what are they talking about? You know, I don't know. And this is not against, you know, the uh, Republicans or conservative philosophy because I, I happen to vote Republican more than I do Democrat, but I, I vote for both. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a centrist. I could yeah. see both sides and I decide who's, who's got the better idea at that moment right. that I think is going to be better for the future. It's not always the same thing. It's not always right. some sort of dogma. The left dogma doesn't make any sense to me, and no. most of the right stuff doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I've always said MSNBC and Fox News, neither of them are news channels. They're no, entertainment no, no. channels. Oh, and it's that's, all entertainment. But people perceive it because they put the label news on it and present it like news. Right. And it's like, no, it's just talking points. The Federal Trade Commission should do something about that. It is completely entertaining. And I've worked in cable news, yeah. and I use that term loosely. Yeah, uh, yeah. I worked with Glenn Beck. I know. You I think know. that Glenn Beck oh my gosh. has any... I was his fill-in when he was at CNN. Yeah. To bring this around full circle, he was a morning DJ in Phoenix. Okay. Huh? Glenn yeah. is a showman. I mean, he's he, he didn't get in this for the right. politics of it. Right, right. I think Rush truly believes what he says. Though. Really? I do. I yeah. always thought of him as more of an entertainer uh-uh. than anything. No, wow. I think he really believes it. Mm. And he's very he's entertaining at doing it. He's yeah. very entertaining at doing and it. And he could do it without calls. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's yeah. the point. Yeah. That's what very few guys can do that. Right. There's Everybody in conservative talk radio has a first and last name. That's like the same thing. Hugh Hewitt. <laughs> And uh, like Lou Lewis. And there's guys, I mean, literally, there are guys that, you know, Tom Thompson. It's like, really? You think we're that stupid? We can't remember your name? That you have to name yourself twice? Assholes. Radio Misfits. Get more. Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lausano or whatever it's called.